Hey y'all, you are with your host, Rebecca Ann, healer, priestess, and generational multimillionaire. And this is Healer Unleashed, a safe space where healers from around the world gather to share their stories, gifts, and wisdom. We open this space fully protected and held in the love. Let the healing begin. Welcome back to Healer Unleashed, episode number four. We are with our beautiful guest today, Chelsea Quinn. She is a trauma-informed business coach and certified in EFT tapping and also an intuitive healer. Chelsea, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. This is going to be, this is going to be good chats. Yes. Good conversation. Yes. Today we're going to be talking all about trauma-informed business coaching and what that looks like, what that means. Um, just so y'all know, this is a topic very near and dear to my heart because last year I was struggling through my business. I was doing all the things, putting all the things out there, but wasn't seeing really um, the clients signing on or the money coming in or the people happening. And I got really real with myself and I got into trauma therapy. And through that, I started discovering because of different events through my, as growing up or um, different events that happened to me, I had stored those as memories in my body. And it kept me from being scared of being seen scared of truly being seen and vulnerable in front of other people. So then clients couldn't see my heart. Clients couldn't really feel my essence because I was um, scared, too scared to go there. And I didn't really understand it, you know? And it was through that, and I'm still in it, the trauma healing that's helped me move through past that self-sabotaging or not allowing my true self to be seen or to be vulnerable and to allow my emotion to come through when I'm on a Facebook Live with a bunch of people, even if I'm nervous mm -hmm. and scared about it. So that's what we're going to be diving in through today. And I'm so excited. Chelsea, welcome. First, I'd love to hear maybe a part of your story, you know, how you got into this and everything like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, and I feel like all of us have this, this question um, of like, which part do I share? Because there are so many, I feel like quarantine, this is the time I really should sit down and write the book, huh? Um, but I'll, I'll zoom into, um, I'll give kind of a cursory overview of like how I got to the inception of my business because that's really where I, I came into the trauma-informed piece of my business very organically and kind of through my own curiosity and my own exploration. So I, growing up, I've got the kind of background that uh, makes like even really seasoned therapists go like, oh, when I tell them like, so this is my story, here I am. They're like, oh God. So I'm like, oh, my entire like, yeah. my initial experiences where therapy were always like, cool. So I don't, it doesn't seem like you think I, I can be fixed. Like, I guess I'm just screwed. Um, and that was a lot of like, 
I say it sort of jokingly now, but honestly, when I was, you know, 19 and first getting into therapy, that was a pretty painful realization of like, oh, great. I did the vulnerable thing of like finding the therapist and I'm telling my story and I'm sharing the things. Yeah. And now the freaking expert is like, okay. Uh, and like, isn't really clearly isn't sure that they can help me. Yeah. Um, so I continued, like I've been in and out of therapy. I mean, honestly, prior to 19, that's just when I first chose to go. Um, so I've got complex PTSD, complex trauma, a lot, a lot of ugly stuff in my background. Um, and I made, a a decision kind of subconsciously, unconsciously when I was around 19 that, uh, I was always going to, I wasn't going to let the stuff that happened to me be in vain, right? I was going to, originally I looked at it as like find the silver lining um but now I see it more as I was going to turn my pain into purpose yeah. whatever that looks like right by sharing my story at first it was just like sharing my story with friends giving them a safe space when they experienced trauma because they were like oh I know Chelsea's been through that or something similar so like she's someone I can kind of talk to and say like this happened to me how do I what do I do right yeah and through, so I made that kind of commitment decision early on and that naturally, you know, as it does unfolded into a couple years later, I've been practicing yoga since I was 16 on and off. So a couple years after that, like 19 year old self decision, I, uh, was working a regular job. Life was good doing all the things. And I had finished my yoga teacher training and started teaching. And I realized, um, that, Essentially, there was this big difference. I felt awful after my work day. Yeah. And so good after teaching yoga. So eventually I was like, okay, I think something is wrong here. This is not how life is supposed to be. Yeah. And I had right my like quarter life crisis at, I don't know, 23 or something. And uh, real set off to explore like, okay if this, my public relations job that was like good and I got to travel and I got to like, whatever, it was very glamorous. It looked good and I made money and all the things. Yeah. But I was like, I don't, this does, this can't be it. I can't do this for the next friggin' what, 50 years of my life. Jesus. Right. Absolutely not. Oh, right. So, right. <laughs> so I set out having no idea what manifesting was, having no idea, like nothing, no, no information. I was like, I want to find something that feels like the way I feel after I teach a yoga class. Ooh. No idea what coaching is, online business, not a clue. And I just started like Googling and searching and it was very haphazard, had no idea what I was doing ended up finding like the coaching industry and became a health coach and da, 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 all the things. So I get to this space where I'm like, okay, cool. I've got my health coach certification. I've like met all these online people doing business. And now I'm seeing like, whoa, people make like $10,000 in a month. What? How do you do this? And it's from a course. You don't have to like work all this. I'm like mind blown. <laughs> and then I'm in this state though of like, I see it. I'm over here trying to do the things 
nothing's happening. And that's not fair. It wasn't that nothing was happening. I, I was successful, fair, somewhat successful. Like I had clients yeah. fairly early on, um, but no, it was just so hard and it was not $10,000 a month. So I did the thing that I think most of us do of like, okay, clearly I'm missing some information. Let, let me go buy a digital course. That yeah. digital course didn't do it. Okay, clearly I'm missing some more information. Maybe the one about Facebook groups will help. Mm. Maybe the one about spiritual business will help. Maybe this one will help. And tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, it's been a, I mean, actually at this point, definitely hundreds of thousands of dollars later, I'm like, now I'm making $2,000 a month. Like that's progress. Yeah. But I've got $2,000 a month of freaking credit card payments to pay off the courses that I took that I didn't make money on. And I was in this space of like, what the hell is wrong with me? Yes, yes. Mm. And then I look around and I see other people, whether they're telling the truth about their income or not, who knows? Who knows? But I see other people who I view as like, well, I, I could be like them. Why are, why are they better than me? And I fall into the comparison trap. And like my brain this whole time is looking at like, I have all these failed courses, seeing that as evidence that I'm damaged. I'm not good enough. I'm broken. Feeding all of my stories. I look at other people saying, oh, it's easier for them. I, one of my biggest stories for such a long time was like, because of my trauma, it's always going to be harder for me. You have it easier, whoever you is, because you haven't been through what I've been through. Like so victim-y, martyr-y, like disempowered ick. But I was so, I was so attached to that story because otherwise it was kind of like, well, if it's not that, then like, am I just messed up? Am I just destined for failure? Did God just like decide like, not for you? It's harder for like, yeah. And it's freaking crazy making. Yeah. And then we spend all our energy like thinking about like, I should write an Instagram post today or go live, but what do I go live about? Because I'm a failure and maybe I should buy another course or hire another coach. And like, it's just this toxic cycle. Mm, And so I started asking Mm. (laughs) the question, right? Of like, all right, what is actually going on here? Yeah. If it's not that I'm a flawed, broken, damaged human, because fortunately I had done enough work to be like, this might not be true. I have some (laughs) self-esteem. I'm willing to consider that I'm not garbage. Yes. (laughs) And so like, seriously, thank God, bless. (laughs) Um, But I'm like, what? Okay, then what is it? And so this is where like over the last, you know, time is so weird. Realistically, I've only been in business for like three years, which is crazy because like, what a journey. Wow. Um, wow. Right? Like three wow. years, dude. I took my first client January of 2017. Oh my God. Mind blowing. Wow. Um, but so over the last, I don't know, 18 months, I've been on this, and this isn't, I mean, story for another day. 2017 was like a laughably, ridiculously traumatic and awful year. So I started my business and then like my life went to hell. Yeah. But so... I, over the last year and a half or so, have been in this sort of space of like, okay, I know what I should be doing. Like I know content marketing, I've learned the skill of selling, I know how to create good programs, I'm a good practitioner. Clearly there's something missing and I set out on this quest of like, okay, what is it? Yeah. 
And that's where I came to this, you know, what I call trauma-informed coaching. And I really, I like to clarify that when I say trauma, 90% of the time that I'm talking about it, I am not, I am talking more trauma as defined by your biology, like trauma as defined by your nervous system, which means basically any moment in your life where you have experienced emotional or physical pain, shame, rejection, embarrassment, betrayal, or any of those sort of like that can't, will equate to trauma in your nervous system, especially yeah. if it's when you're, you know, seven or younger. Oof. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this is not just, you know, the, the classical PTSD things. You might even think I've had people come to me being like, ugh. I think my childhood was actually pretty great. Like mom and dad were pretty good parents, but I still experience all these symptoms you're talking about, what gives? I'm like, yeah, the moment that the kids laughed at you at recess, that was probably it for you. Like, because we're so like soft and squishy and fragile. Like we are divine love when we're little ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our nervous systems are designed to take in information and then learn how do I stay safe? And for our nervous system definition, that means basically how do I avoid discomfort? Ooh, right? Yes. I relate. <laughs> and this is why, right? If our nervous system on one hand is like, I've been collecting all of this data for the last however many years you've been alive learning how do I avoid discomfort, especially like embarrassment, rejection, shame, right? Things that like rejection is not a question in business. You will be rejected. Yeah. Period. Like no doubt about it. hundred percent. hundred percent. Right. So on the one hand, your nervous system is like, I've got all this information saying we should avoid all of these things because we will be rejected and like, no, no, no. And your nervous system, this is this information, this data is not your frontal lobe. It's not your adult logical thinking brain. This is why you create the cognitive dissonance of like, I know I should A, B, C, D to grow my business. I know it would benefit me too. I signed up for the course. I should finish it, but you're not doing it. Yes. Because your frontal lobe isn't making the decisions right there subcortical, like it's subcortical information, this body information that is making the decision there. Mm. And that's essentially the missing piece, right? I like to, I like to say that uh, there are sort of three primary categories that you need to invest in, whatever that means, to move forward as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur to move forward in business. One is the knowledge piece, right? Yes, you need to know things you don't know yet, because you haven't started a business before. For sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Two is skill sets. Okay. Right. If you've never sold a thing in your life, you need to learn how to sell a thing and you yeah. will not be good at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> the first yeah. time. You have to learn how to sell. I, I, yeah. Cause I've been there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. for me, it's so obvious, but like, it's so funny. I was coaching my sister through, uh, she had a sales call last night. We had a conversation. Um, she basically was like, I have this like sort of discovery connection call thing. And I was like, so you have a sales call? It's <laughs> like, yeah, I think I do. And I've never called them sales calls before. And I don't think I was selling on them. And this makes sense why I'm not making money. I'm like, yeah, uh -huh. 
I've been there. <laughs> that this is like, and it doesn't mean that it's not also a discovery call or a connection call where you are connecting with a human. Of course it is. Yeah. But the point is you're trying to connect over whether or not you can help them. You want to work with them. And then whether or not like helping them get to a point of whether or not working with you is the correct next step for them. Exactly. Yeah. Chit chatting isn't going to get you there. Nope. It's not. It's not at all. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So knowledge, skill sets, and then this third piece, this is the piece that most people miss. And frankly, most digital courses can't teach you. This is why like live person to person support. I, it, it would probably be like smart business for me to just like not do one-on-one coaching anymore, not have live support in my group coaching. And I won't do it because it takes away a crucial part, like straight digital courses, smart business model, not smart impact model. Mm, Yes. You absolutely, it's not that you, collective you, whoever you is, can't heal your own stuff. You absolutely can. Frankly, like the power of your breath and your body, that's, that's all you need. That's yep. it. That's all you need for trauma healing. It gets to be that simple. And most of us, A, don't have the information of how to do that. B, have like self-sabotage wounding mm. around follow through, around looking at the thing, around being uncomfortable. Yeah. And so having like live support of someone who sees things and holds space for you in a way that is different than you can do on your own that's where that piece is really, really, I think is really, really important and something that's lacking in our industry, right? Yes. Yes. I completely agree on that. I'm on the same page as you. Yeah. Um, I think this is, I love how you talk about the three different skill sets here. And the number one that I was missing was very much that, 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 Trauma piece in the body. Trauma healing, emotional yeah. reprogramming. I'm still honestly trying to figure out what I want to call that third piece. Right. Whatever we want to call it, you know? And it, it, it's, it's healing, guys. That's yeah. it. It's healing. And it's 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 in the body, you know? And it's in the body. Yeah. And that that was a that was like a big piece for me. I was like, I was like, wow, my eyes opened up. I'm like, wow, this response is in my body. Like I can do and think all of these things, but my body is still having this completely other response going on. Yes, I'm going live. Yes, I'm saying all of the things, but all while my body is like right field over here, not even like associated with what's going on. And I was like, holy shit, like this is what's, there's a mismatch going on within my, between my mind and my body. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. So, yeah. And um, your story is so beautiful. First, I want to back up and just like, your story is so beautiful, you know, talking about how you thought maybe like, maybe I'm broken. Like there could be a lot of people listening to this right now. Like, I think I'm broken. Like I'm doing all the things. I'm saying all the things. I have everything else everyone else has. And I'm still not, you know, being successful in a business that I hold heartedly with all my heart believe in yes and I just want to make that point that you are not broken peeps people listening like right like you are not broken come 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 hang out with us 
please come hang out with the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, there's something bigger going on here. Could be, and to look yeah. into this. So, what do you suggest, or what do you want to say to these people who are listening, who are feeling how you were feeling, and were, are in that same position as you? What advice would you give them? Where would you lead them? What would you say, Chelsea? I would say so dang many things. That's the like one of my. I I will not say all the things I could say, um, <laughs> for the sake of we'd be here till Sunday, um, but. I think Facebook cuts us off at eight hours. Um, I like if I had if I were forced, why would anyone force me? I don't know. But if I were forced to boil down like primary core value, core mission number one, it would be that I want to be uh I don't know, beacon, example, whatever. I want to be an example for anyone who does feel that way of whether it is just straight up in your healing work. Um, or in your business, in any space, anyone who has felt that space of like, <laughs> can't, maybe I just can't heal. Yeah. Maybe I'm just going to be suffering like this forever. I, I cannot tell you like how real that truth was for me. Yeah. Like that, that was true. I was pretty convinced, not even like maybe I'm broken, but like, yeah, that seems, seems like it. Like I'm just broken. And I fortunately had the you know resources and tenacity to keep going and trying things in the face of like this probably won't work but um but I know so many people like it it sometimes feels easier to just resign yourself to and I've had those moments too resign yourself to like I guess my life is just garbage I guess I'll just kind of halfway hate myself forever I guess I'll just suffer struggle whatever and I really, really, really want you to know, like, for one, if you're curious, reach out to me. I will, I'm an open book about all of my trauma. It's just like a long laundry list and not really important to go through for the sake of this conversation. Yes. Like, I will absolutely be an example of like, yo, I've been through this and I'm good. Yes. And obviously it's an eternal journey, but I will happily share any of that for people who are, are struggling um, and need a concrete example of like, because for me, so much of what, and this is the second piece I want to suggest for people, so much of my struggle came from the fact that I didn't, from a trauma perspective, I didn't see people who were like me. I didn't see people who were successful in our industry, or frankly, in a lot of places, who either talked about my experiences um, or who had lived my experiences. Yeah. And I think honestly, a lot of that is because most people don't talk about my experience, um, which is one thing I'm committed to breaking down. But I, you know, on the one hand, like I am a white, privileged, able-bodied woman. And so a lot of people in the industry look like me. So this is also a conversation for like non-cisgender, non-white, like people who are, look different, right? Like, it's also really frustrating and hard for folks in that situation to look around and be like, so nobody who looks like me is yeah. successful or does this? Cool, great. Or nobody who's lived my experience is successful and can heal or can have a business or can help people. So what I would recommend is that you, I did this a few years ago and I regularly have to come back to it, look through 
the, whether it's on your Instagram or your Facebook or the emails you get, like, look at the information that you are consuming and, and see, do you resonate with these people's stories? Do you want to have businesses or lives like theirs? And if there's no one who you look at, who you're like, Ooh, my life kind of looks like them. And I like relate to them. And it feels like if they could do it, I could do it. If you don't have someone like that, whether like you don't have to hire them, like just follow them on Instagram, listen to their podcasts, get their emails, whatever. And it can be a friend. It doesn't have to be like whoever, but if you don't have those people in your life who give you that sense of, okay, their their story, their experience, their whatever is similar enough to me, then please find them. Yes. (laughs) Find them. Yes. Because we need we need that um, reminder. We need that reminder from time to time. Cause like, if you are in this space of like, am I broken? I don't know. Yeah. It, uh, it's really hard to keep going. Yeah. There will be moments when you want to give up. There will be moments. And if you in that moment can reach out and look at like, Oh, right. This story, this person, they could do it. I can do it and get that little recharge of uh hope really that's what it's all about find someone who gives you hope Mm. and spend time in their energy yes i love that and i think it's also a call to us leaders us healers to be open and honest about this part of our journey and story that's the reason i created healers unleashed was to talk about the light and the dark parts of this journey and what it looks like to fully unleash ourselves and how it's messy, it's uncomfortable, you're gonna wanna quit. At some point, you're gonna feel like something's wrong with you or you're different. It just happens, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's a call to all of us as healers, leaders in this industry to change it collectively, to all be honest about our ups and downs, not mm-hmm. showing a highlight reel and being so open about where we've gone wrong, where we fucked up, where we've gone right, right? Like real conversation about the shit that's worked, the shit that doesn't work, the shit that felt good for us in our body, but or didn't. And helping other people see that, like what feels good, what doesn't, get into the body. You know, when you have that for yourself, you can do that for yourself, anyone listening right now, like feel into your body, like this feels good, this doesn't you know? But I think it just, it's a call for, you're just reminding me as a leader, as a healer, why we open this conversation, to open it up to all people. Yeah, I think that's really, really beautiful. Um, Do you have anything to add to that before I? I do, I do. In the space of, right, so one of my, I've got a lot of beefs with our industry, Um, but one of the big ones is I absolutely, yes, everyone has the power of their, their own body. And if you are someone who, whose trauma history looks more like mine, this whole body of mine for a very long time, especially particular parts, I, no way in hell was I willing to consciously or subconsciously like really get in my body, much less I, so many people don't necessarily have the tools and or safety to get really into your body. So I just want to add that sort of asterisk as 
yes, you have the power to tune into your body and say what feels good, what doesn't feel good. But also, I mean, real talk, complex sexual trauma is part of my background from early childhood. And uh, if any sexual trauma, whether it was childhood like me or college, like any sexual trauma creates a really warped relation with relationship with pleasure. Yep. And so when we say that just for me, I could go on a whole tangent on that. But when we say like, when we keep it as simple as feel what feels good in your body, I don't think that that's not a trauma informed statement. Okay. Beautiful. So, and not, <laughs> I don't, I'm not criticizing you in any way. No, I love this, please. But that's, that's not trauma informed because so often trauma looks like, and trauma happens in so many ways, but so much of trauma that I work with is sexual trauma or body-based trauma. Mm-hmm. And when we create then that distorted relationship with pleasure or what feels good, all of a sudden we can recreate the story of like, well, shit, I'm broken. Because that's like, well, I don't really know what feels good or actually what feels good makes me feel disgusting or makes me feel shame or makes me feel guilt. And so that's where, again, working with someone who does this work and understands it, for some of you, for some folks, instantaneously you can be like, ooh, I can drop it in my body and that feels good and I can play with it. Amazing. Use that tool. Be your own healer. If you ever feel like, I don't know what that means, I don't know how to get it in my body, actually what feels good feels embarrassing or feels disgusting, great that's the moment to reach out to someone who knows what they're doing yeah, and, and just get help. Yes. Cause it does not have to be like that. Mm, I just really resonate. You know, I come with a background of sexual trauma from a young age um, also. Um, so I'm so glad you said that cause you're so right. I remember when I was first getting into this healing, like um, I, I, I was, someone was telling me to get into my body and I didn't fully know what that meant. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. I was like, shit, I've lived pretty dissociated from my body or scared to even experience pain in my body. You're so right. I didn't even know. I, you know, and it's come from months and months and months of healing now that I now understand, but backing up and seeing that and going back, you're complete, you're right. I did it. And I was like, well, shit, I thought I was in my body. I, I thought I was here. I'm like, wait, but I'm not because I feel like my head's over here on the left and my body's over here on the right. And then, yeah. So thank you for that. I really, really um, resonate with that at the beginning. Um, And I just want to turn into, you know, you've seemed like you've been through so much on your journey and learning and learned so much about yourself, the industry, what feels, you know, what (laughs) all of it, right? And this is this podcast is all about unleashing our inner healer. So I would love to hear more about how you've unleashed your inner healer. I know through yes, I know you're certified in EFT. Is this correct? It is actually not. That's I mean a oh. tangent. Uh, so I okay. I worked privately. I chose instead of getting certified. I am thoroughly trained. Like I did tapping at. Uh, with folks who survived the Parkland shooting. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dr. Lori Layden, who is like a a big wig, she fancy, uh, in the EFT community, instead of going through kind of a like quick cursory certification, um, I decided to study with her privately. 
So I worked with her privately um, and mentored under her and had like her sort of direct oversight. I went more the like PhD thesis route, but that's not an official certification. <laughs> so technically, no, I'm not certified, um, but I am probably more skillful than many certified practitioners, which I say not from a place of ego, just from a place of I went through pretty rigorous like sending EFT videos to Dr. Lori Layden, who has worked with survivors of the Rwandan genocide to help them heal. Yeah. Okay. So thoroughly experienced, technically not certified. Got it. Thoroughly. In the name of transparency. Yes, yes, for full transparency. So um, you have an EFT influence to you, <laughs> PhD thesis in EFT. And I know you talk a lot about being your own inner, or you talk about being your own healer or inner healer. Can you talk about that a little bit more? I'm, I'm just super curious about what that means for you, what that mm -hmm. looks like for you, what you would suggest to people and what that looks like, or opening up your healing gifts and being your inner own inner healer. What, yeah. what does that look like? Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know it's such a like cute phrase, but it's like a cute marketing phrase that it's like, cool, that sounds nice. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this industry. Um, so for me, we're, we're going to tap into another one of my frustrations about our industry. Um, so much of, and not just our industry, like healing industry in general, yeah. from therapy to coaching to shamanic work to like, you name it. Um, there, there ends up being this like, guruification it's not a word but this uh, make it, this hierarchy yeah this create that is created of like i am the healer i am the coach and like yeah i've studied a lot of stuff i have extensive knowledge i have extensive skill sets i'm highly trained and i'm not like i am i i always feel like tony robbins when i say this but whatever i'm not anyone's freaking guru I'm not yeah. anyone's guru. I don't want to be anyone's guru. I am not better than you. I might like have more uh, see knowledge and skill set and healing. I might have more of those things than you do. And that's why people hire me, sure. But ultimately, our job as healers, our job as leaders, as coaches, as teachers, is to create true empowerment, independence, instead of codependence in the people who come to us, whether that is someone who reads your Instagram post or listens to your podcast or pays you money for in exchange for a service, like whatever it is, it is our job and our, the healing industry, because of this teacher, student, higher than, lower than dynamic, we end up creating this kind of codependence thing. And frankly, it makes good profit, money, business sense to create codependence. If I'm always sitting here being like, cool, you just did this program of mine. Now here's your next thing. Like, I, I feel like that is honestly the moment where there's like always an upsell. Yeah. I have so, there's so much shadow that's unintegrated there. Yeah. That it's not that if you genuinely are like, hey, our work doesn't feel complete yet. I would like to, and of course, we're always healing. Of course, you can always have support, but there's such a difference between like, it's my business model to always sell you another thing, another package, another program. Like that's so different 
And that disempowers your people because what it says is, I don't believe you have the power to heal by yourself. I don't believe you have the power to become successful by yourself. It, and it creates, reinforces that inner narrative of, I need something outside of me to be whole, to be healed, to be abundant, to be insert whatever desirable thing here. And you freaking don't. Yes. Reach. So to me, being your own healer <clears throat> is, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's tapping into, it's for one, recognizing that the process, any process is messy. What you are doing is a creative process. When you are building a business, when you are healing, it is a creative process. You are creating wholeness from brokenness and disembodiment. If you're in the healing process, you're creating a business and impact a legacy. If you're in the business space, right? You are in a creative process and creativity. I liken it to birth because like, yo, birth is messy, not a mom, but I'm pretty confident in saying that like <clears throat> growing a human and birthing them, like there's a lot of liquid that happens there, guys. Yeah. It's messy. It's ugly. Quote unquote. It's and our society like kind of likes to shame those things and create these like perfect, like, and here is your wrapped up baby. Like <laughs> so often that's what we see. And like, nah, guys, that's not how we came into this world with no. little beanies and like little blanket swaddles. Like that's not it. No. And the same is going to be true of your healing process, of your business building process. Yep. It is messy. And when you give yourself permission to recognize, okay, the fact that this is messy and, and it looks like goo and it's bloody and I don't know, isn't wrong. That actually means like, cool, <laughs> seems like I'm going do it on the right track. Yeah. Then you let yourself take some of the pressure off and just kind of try things. Being your own healer means that you are equally in power in a coaching relationship or when you consume an Instagram post or listen to a podcast, I do not want anyone who ever hears anything I say or listens to anything I teach to say like, oh yes, Chelsea said this and it is true. Unless it feels true for you. I want you to take it in and chew on it metaphorically and be like, I like this. I don't like this. And if you're like, I like this. Cool. Get curious. Why? What do you like about it? feels good, works for you. What do you not like about it? Get curious, right? Don't just consume information and then say, all right, I guess that's true now. Yeah. And do that in your healing process, right? So try on different tools. I studied EFT for a year and a half because the first time I did it, I was like, whoa, I had like a full body. Yes, I need this. And I got a very clear intuitive, cause like I was pretty tapped into my gifts at that point, got a very clear, like you need to study with this person. So instead of doing a certification, I was like, all right, I'm going to reach out to this person. I have no idea if she privately mentors people, yeah. but I found Lori Layden and sent her an email, right? Yeah. You might try EFT and be like, I got nothing. No, that did, I feel nothing. Cool. Right. Being your own healer means saying, that means this is not the correct tool for me, not that there is something wrong with me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Empowered, disempowered. I think actually I moved my hands, but whatever. One is empowered, one is disempowered. Yeah. 
And what ultimately that means is for me, empowerment means you stop looking for validation, correctness, wholeness outside of you and start, and I know it sounds so cheesy. I'm like, what does this mean? But like, when you get it, you get it. When you get there, you'll know. And it's going to be kind of messy and confusing until you get there. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yes. It's messy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my, my rant on being your own healer in terms of like, practically, what do we do with this nice information? Uh, you start trying to find, you start exploring self-healing tools. Yeah. Right. Um, I've, I've created, is it cool to plug a thing that I've created? Please, please, cool. please. So I have a mini course and it's 47 bucks. Um, so I have a mini course that teaches you a handful. I think it's like 10 different breathwork techniques. I'm actually going to be adding some more breathwork techniques to it. So 10 different breathwork techniques. Again, all of these are like, it's your like self-healing toolkit. So yeah. breathwork technique techniques, basic emotional freedom technique protocol, as well as personal peace procedures so that you can have like a format to use it on your own. Yeah. Um, a, t a process, a somatic process called tension and trauma releasing exercises mm -hmm. that is purely physical, really trippy, really cool. I feel freaking amazing every time after I do it. Sounds um, amazing. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And then my version of embodiment practice. Mm -hmm. Embodiment practice means like a thousand and a half different things. Um, yes. So my version of like a self-healing and release, energetic release embodiment practice. Um, so that mini course is called Soothe. If you want to get that, you can also like I on my Instagram have tons of tapping videos. Um, yes. I have a lot of free resources like, but find whether you resonate with me or someone find self-healing tools that you can be like, all right, how does this feel? If you're someone who's like, I hate visualization meditations, please stop thinking you're broken and recognize that like, you probably are just not particularly tapped into your clairvoyant channel. Like you're not messed up. A lot of people struggle with that. Yes. And as facilitators, yeah. can we please stop having that be like our only tool and tap people into like other senses maybe? Yes. Just, just a thought. Love that. Yes. I love how you talk about being empowered in your choices. You know, being empowered, like breath works my thing. That feels good. Awesome. Do it. EFT feels good or something about this just calls to me. Like, I love that. Just what calls to you? Like what just feels kind of like, oh, wow, I resonate with that. And we can try all different types, right? Mm -hmm. all the different modalities, you know, if it mm -hmm. is meditation, if it is EFT, if it is Kundalini, if it is breath work, if it is embodiment. Yeah. Try, try it all. Be empowered. Take back your power and know that it's your choice. It's your choice. And, um, you know, I, I'm a big believer that we know we, you know, there's a, we have that intuition within us that will, lead us. Yes, it might be messy and it might take us a few, we might go here or there, maybe leads us on a way. Of you will. But you like, will, there's right? no might about it, guys. Yeah. Right. It's just like decide it's going to be messy and we're going to make mistakes and be like, cool. Cool. Seriously, like when I screw up now, I'm like, <laughs> I laugh at myself and I'm like, that's interesting. Right. Cool. Yeah. Was, like, it's so much more fun, you guys, when you're just like friggin' play about it but like that was embarrassing that was weird why did I make that choice 
interesting. Okay. And I do, you know, I do a lot of like inner child work and somatic work around like exploring, like, why did I make that choice? But yeah. instead of being like self-flagellatory of like, I am a failure and this means blah, 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 I get it. I spent a long time there. Now I just am like, can we please be more curious? Mm. Just get curious. Like, wow, that was a really weird, shady thing I did. Yeah. Like, I'll catch myself, this was probably like a year ago now. <clears throat> I was at some like meditation talk to learn like a new style of meditation. And um, the woman asked if anyone had done, uh, the woman asked if anyone had done like a Vipassana retreat. I had not yet at that point. I was supposed to like two weeks ago and then pandemic. Yeah. But I'll get there. Um, and she asked if anyone had done Vipassana and my hand shot up in the air. <laughs> I was lying. I was straight up lying. <laughs> I had never been, I'm like, I know what Vipassana is. I could probably fake it well enough. But I'm like, yes. <laughs> and there's a, there is a time in my life when I would have been like, oh my God, I'm a horrible person. What is wrong with me? And like agonized over it. And I mean, I was definitely like embarrassed and like, that's weird, Chelsea. Like what? But instead of being shifting into that like agonizing, self-suffering, self-injurious mm -hmm. place, yeah. where to be clear, I spent a long time. So if you're there, like, it's cool. I want to invite you into considering another way. Yes. What if instead, like I did, I was like, wow. <laughs> and I got curious. It's like, that's interesting, Chelsea. Why did you make that choice? Like in the same way, I mean, hell, I talk to my cats this way too. Like yeah. when they do something weird, I'm like, that's interesting. Like, why did you make that choice? Yeah. And there's information for us in every freaking choice. I learned that I made that choice because I'm like, wow, I really care about seeming impressive to the people in this room and especially the woman leading this talk. Okay, I really care about being impressive. What part of me doesn't believe that I am impressive? And then I get to answer that and I get to spend some time with that part of myself mm. and do some healing and do some tapping around that and do some like somatic work around that. So yeah. get curious instead of like self, get curious instead of self-injurious. There we go. We got to rhyme. Yes. I think that's, that's the healing for today. Usually I do healing, but I think that's the healing right there, Chelsea. I think that's it. Like going in because no because this is real yeah. because I get that all the time I get that feeling all of a sudden it hits me and I'm like oh my god Rebecca why are you so stupid why did you ask that stupid question why did I say that like people oh people just hate me like they just I, I always think of stupid things right that's yeah. real like yes. that agonizing like voice comes in and instead of I love how you say like instead of being scared of it or running from it or just letting it take over like get curious I love that word curious um, get curious with it. And what did you say? Like ask questions about it. Can you go Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this process, so this process, and this is like, I like to say in healing, there are kind of two different places that we do healing. There's the healing that I call like on the mat or on the cushion, which is like when you're sitting across from, you're sitting across from the healer, you're on your yoga mat, you're in your embodiment practice, you're on your cushion doing your kundalini, whatever it looks like, you're like on the mat. You're in the container of like, this is my healing time and right now I'm doing the thing. That's beautiful. It's an important part of the process. And our world of like magic pill solutions and all of us frankly wanting it, believe me, I wish. I wish there was a magic pill, guys. There's not. <laughs> um, we sometimes forget 
the other phase of healing, which is when you're like in the moment at the meditation talk and you do something freaking weird, like lie to a room full of people about whether you've been on a Vipassana retreat. Yeah. Like that was a ridiculous choice, right? And where so much, what I say, like, I like to say like the true healing happens when you experience a similar situation and choose to respond differently. Mm. You, re- you prime yourself in the on the mat healing, the in the session healing. You prime yourself to be able to be different. Like be, and it's not about like you are bad right now. It's like being more of yourself, more kind, more compassionate, more love, mm. right? So <clears throat> in this process, right, when you catch yourself in the space of like going down your own little rabbit hole, of self-injurious, like, why am I garbage? Why am I a garbage human, right? Whatever that looks like for you, and it would be useful for you if you're not clear on your particular garbage human language, like, how do you call yourself stupid? Like, do you call yourself stupid, lazy? Like, what is it? Mm -hmm. So you can be more, like, primed to notice it. When you notice it, instead of continuing that rabbit hole, you interrupt it and say, I literally say to myself, I would invite you to, like, use the prompt of, Oh, interesting. That's just how I start. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. I'm thinking that. Or interesting. That voice is coming up. Okay. Right. Right. Because that shifts your energy. And you can even kind of feel it. If you say it out loud, if you want to, I talk to myself constantly. Say it in your head if you're in public and people think you're weird. Um, Or let people think you're weird. All of the above are acceptable choices. Um, Say to yourself, oh, interesting. Because inherently, you're interrupting it. And you're asking a question, you're getting curious. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I noticed that blah, 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 whatever is happening. Because all of a sudden you've also shifted yourself into more of an observer self and you're less locked into the self-hatred, self-injurious self part of yeah. you, right? I like that. And then you just ask questions. I usually ask, I usually ask myself like, why did I do that? Mm. It's, and they're going to be kind of, you know, different based on your particular situation. If you're beating yourself up over doing something that you're deeming ridiculous or over telling a little lie or whatever, I'll ask like, okay, why did I make that choice? Why did I do that? Yeah. And you might have the experience of like the, the voice comes in. that's like, because you're a stupid garbage person. Okay. Oh, interesting. Thank you for that feedback. Yeah. And I literally, like, this, you are talking to different parts of yourself right now. You're talking to the part of you who's like, you a garbage person. That's part of your shadow, my friend. And we do not get to vote them off the island. As long as we keep trying, they're going to be hiding in the island and be sneaky. They're like hiding in the island waiting to ambush us. Yes. Right? They're not going anywhere. Yeah. So you say like, oh, interesting. Thank you for giving me that feedback. I'm going to keep exploring. Why did I do that? Right? What's underneath it? Because you're not, you are not inherently a garbage person. You are not. Right. In no way. There is some underlying reason of, and often it's, you know, trying to fit in, trying to get belonging, trying to feel safe. Mm. Acceptance, love, belonging, safety. Like those are some of our main motivators for all of the weird, funky things that we do. Yes. Yes. Mm. And so you essentially interview these different parts of yourself and then 
it, like in session, I would lead someone through sort of integration, which looks like it's a body practice. It's honestly freaking hard to explain by a, like not doing it. Yeah. But I would essentially invite you to integrate it and then eventually ask, okay, when you get to, I did that because I was trying to receive acceptance. I was trying to receive love. I felt afraid mm-hmm. and I wanted to feel safe. Then you ask yourself, okay, what would you need? You're asking this part of yourself. What would you need right now? in order to feel loved, feel accepted, feel belonging, feel safe. Yeah. And then you give that to yourself, right? You practice like a self-holding. You give yourself, you hold yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You practice some breath work because you're like, I'm feeling really dysregulated. I feel really stressed. You practice a calming breathing technique. You practice mm-hmm. some EFT. You go to your self-healing tools. You journal, you write, you set a boundary, like whatever it is. And yeah. that practice becomes something of, you know, that's a daily moment by moment, like, Ooh, I'm triggered. Oh, I did something weird. Let me get curious. Let me explore it. And uh, yeah, that's <clears throat> when you start doing that on a regular basis, that is so much being your own healer. Yes. Then every moment in your life, every relationship, every time you order coffee, when we're allowed to go outside and order coffee, every time, like whatever, every time you leave your house becomes an opportunity to heal and yeah. become more of yourself and become more confident. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so beautiful. So y'all just tuning into those different parts of ourselves, or getting curious about that part of ourself. And it could be an inner child. It maybe it has an age. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe yeah. it's a manager part, you know, just kind of get curious and ask like, whoa, why did I do that? And then start like asking around like, well, what do you need? Like, well, what part of me needed something or am I wanting love? Oh, I'm just actually wanting a hug right now because I feel kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Such a good practice. Um, We're coming to the end of our time here today. Beautiful people. Chelsea, is there any last burning desires or anything to share or say? Hmm. Just keep going. Mm. Whatever it is that you are working on, like, I really hope that listening to this conversation gives you a resurgence of hope, positivity, uh, confidence, whatever, whatever little dose of energy can be transmitted to you from us. Um, keep going, keep going. If you have a business that is really on your heart and that you, if you're like, have this passion and you really want to do it, please, please, please uh, like apply these tools, right? Please start looking at where you are self-sabotaging your business from a place of old wounding and old fear and old patterning. Um, And whatever it is that you are moving toward, keep going. Yeah. Beautiful. And where can the humans find you? Uh, All over the internet. Um, I am. So I am Chelsea Quint and that is my Instagram handle at I am Chelsea Quint. Um, You can find me at ChelseaQuint.com. Chelsea Quint on Facebook. It's Q-U-I-N-T, so that's a pretty, uh, fairly distinct. There are other ones of me, um, as in people with the same name, uh, but fairly distinct name. So search for Chelsea Quint in Instagram, Facebook. Um, And for folks who are really interested in going deeper into the trauma-informed business work, I do have a Facebook group called Live Your Legacy with Chelsea Quint. Um, So you can join us in there. I do regular free trainings share tools. Um, it's a, a fun community to hang out in. So come hang there. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. Y'all go follow Chelsea. I will also put her information in the notes below where you can find her and all the things. And Chelsea, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time today. Um, I'm just so grateful to talk to you and to hear your perspective. And you really helped open my eyes also today. So I'm super thankful for that. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And you're so welcome and all the things. Yay. Thank you for listening to Healer Unleashed. If an episode has resonated with you or moved you, please feel free to leave a review. Your feedback and words mean so much to us. And I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for this work. I honor you. I value. I see you. I love you. Have a beautiful day.